Hello, welcome back to another episode of Between You and Me. I'm your host, Jilly, and today we're going to be talking about fear. More specifically, how fear holds us back from living our lives and doing what we love. So first, I'm going to set the stage with like my background, having anxiety and worry and fear kind of rooted in my life. So growing up, I was an only child with a single mom who, you know, was very anxious. She was very worried about me and obviously all coming from a place of love. But I think I began to harbor her thoughts as my own. And so, like, things maybe she was worried about, I became worried about. Not in her, like, projecting sort of way, but more of, like, I sensed her energy and kind of tuned in and was like, hmm, if she's anxious or worried about that, maybe I should be too. And that was not necessarily the case. And this goes for anyone in our lives. Anyone who is important to us, who we listen to a lot or, or just surrounded by frequently, if we start ingesting their certain thoughts fears and anxieties and not being and not thinking critically about it maybe then we can take them on as our own when they might not necessarily be something that we're fearful anxious or worried about if that makes sense so a practice I've been doing like in therapy or just in life in general in my early adolescence and now my early 20s is separating my thoughts And that's more of a practice of seeing my thoughts in my head, you know, the age-old adage that, like, see your thoughts in your head, moving by like clouds, whatever. I see the thoughts in my head, and I'm thinking, hmm, maybe this one doesn't necessarily belong to me. Like, maybe it's a voice that's overly worried, or a voice of not of reason, or just like a, a thought that doesn't necessarily identify with me personally. And then I'm thinking, hmm, who does this thought belong to? Does this belong to a jealous friend? Does this belong to an overly worried dad? Does this belong to um, a possessive boyfriend? Like, are these thoughts in our head, are these fears more specifically our own or things that we're gaining from other people? So I just like to be thinking critically And, you know, I I know what I'm worried about internally as a person, but if I'm finding myself really worried about something else or having these thoughts in my head that, like, you know, don't necessarily identify with me, then I try and separate through them and say, hey, like, is this yours? I hope that makes sense. So kind of continuing on that path of worry, a thing that I'm really trying to do is be cautious but not worried because... I had really, really bad anxiety in probably my mid-teen years, and it was, like, debilitating. Um, And I think I was just worrying about every little thing in the world, even if it didn't pertain to me, if it wasn't on the direct horizon of my life. I was having a really hard time being present, so I was finding myself worrying about every little thing in the next two, five, ten days or two, five, ten years, you know? It was just a constant battle of looking ahead and finding fear in the future. So with that, I just kind of want to say that 
I feel that worry is the antithesis of life because whatever is going to happen will happen anyway. And that's something I've been trying to teach myself and that goes hand in hand with being present, I feel, because if you are constantly, constantly anxious or worrying or fearful about what's going to happen down the line, I feel like that prohibits you from living a present and fulfilling life. So, I don't know. I just think that, you know, I don't know what you think personally. Maybe you're religious, maybe you're spiritual, maybe you're an atheist, whatever you are. I kind of have of the belief that whatever the universe has set out for me is going to happen. And any of the roadblocks I endure in my life or any setbacks or hardships or even the amazing moments and the great... Um, milestones that I reach as a person whatever is set out whatever I'm experiencing is made for me like this is the path that I'm meant to take in my life so I gotta step back and let go of that worry and that fear because it's gonna be okay so maybe if I look at this from a religious lens a lot of people say the the term let go and let God so I see people who are really religious kind of having no worries because they put all their faith in whatever God they believe in and they're like, I know I'll be okay because this higher power will set me on my journey that I need to be on. And then I'm, more personally, I look at it from a spiritual lens like I was saying before. So the universe, whatever it is, spirit guides, what have you, I I know that I'll be guided in whichever way I need to be by like, divinity and whatever it is out there so I so strongly subscribe to no matter what you believe in that what is out there and meant to happen to you will happen to you everything happens at the right time everything happens for the right reasons and maybe this is overly naive of me to say because you know we live in this big bad world where really shitty things happen to great people but I think if we can be able to look at any situation good or bad and find a sliver of hope or a learning experience or something in it to take away then I think that helps combat fear because no matter what can happen to you in your life if you look at it and say I learned this I did xyz blah 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 the fear kind of can take a back seat because you can go forward living your life knowing that No matter what happens, I'm going to be okay, and I'm going to figure it out, and I'm going to get through it. Another thing I wanted to discuss is the idea that we suffer more in our imagination than in reality, and I think that describes me so well, or it did describe me so well, kind of in my mid-teen years. Um, I would think up scenarios that would just be nonsensical, but they would have this, like, debilitating fear and hold over me because I would just ruminate and think so hard that I was like oh this is gonna happen to me so let me think of an example maybe you're in school and you there's someone who's bullying you you are so worried about seeing them in the hallways or interacting with them that when you're going to bed at night and your mind is racing you're thinking oh my God, XYZ is going to say this to me tomorrow. And then you start thinking out scenarios and blah, 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 blah. And 
I know nowadays we kind of use that in a positive light for manifestation, like I'm going to do X, Y, Z and this is going to happen, blah, blah, blah. But when you do it in a negative way, in like a way controlled by fear and you just ruminate and ruminate, it is so bad for you. And I learned that the hard way. Like I was suffering so acutely at the hands of no one but myself, which I'm so glad I can look at it now, especially because I'm only 20. Like, I can look at it now and say, oh, my gosh, like, I'm okay. I got through that, and I learned a really important lesson at a young age about fear and how we create these things for ourselves in our imagination, and it tends to control us and make us suffer for no reason. So I'm glad I know these things now, but it's not like I'm the preacher of it all. Like, I'm still – I still worry about silly things. I still – let myself suffer in my own head um, more so than in reality sometimes because that's the human nature. It's the human condition to think and do those things. But, yeah, I think when you're able to step outside of your imagination and not allow yourself to be in pain anymore within it, I think that's really important for battling fear because at the end of the day, these made-up anxieties can no longer dictate your life and you kind of free yourself from these problems so following that fear in our imagination thing a lot of people have fear on the scale of being scared of rejection being scared of not finding human connection being scared of what other people think of them all that kind of stuff And the common thread in that is other people. And something my dad has always said to me growing up is that you don't own the problem. Now, this isn't true for every situation. Sometimes we mess up and we do own the problem. But when it comes to other people and what they think about you, if you're a nice person, if you go about your life the best you can, you don't own the problem and you can never account for what other people are going to say and do and feel about you. So do it anyway. Do your life anyway live without fear anyways, be the most unapologetic you because you can't account for what other people are going to say. And you, it's not your concern. How other people feel about you has nothing to do with you. And once I started kind of living by that mantra, I found that I made like my truest friends because I wasn't trying to cater to any sort of friend group or personality style. And I let go of that fear And I found, you know, human connection with people that are like-minded or appreciate me, appreciate my humor, my wiseness, whatever. And I found other people that I can appreciate those qualities in too because I let go of that fear of rejection, fear of how other people think about me. I'm going to end this podcast with talking about my biggest fear. And this is very, very tough for me because although it might seem like I've done a lot of work with this kind of stuff so far, this is something I just have hit a roadblock with. But I accept that and I'm navigating it as best I can. So I have an immense fear of death and dying. And I would go so far as to say it's a phobia maybe. Um, I don't know what quantifies that for, like, non-physical things, like, more ideas. Like, can you have a phobia of an idea? Whatever. But 
Um, I, growing up, would have panic attacks. I would be in the shower, and suddenly the thought of, one day you're going to die and it's going to turn black forever would pop into my head, and I would literally jump out of the shower soaking wet and, like, cry on the floor. Like, it was so... It was such a visceral thing for me. That is what would give me the most acute and painstaking panic attacks. So I feel like there's a little bit of irony in the fear of dying because maybe when we go out and do things, we're scared to do them. Like if it's an adventure like cliff jumping or if it's traveling to another place or getting on a plane or something like that, we want to live, but it's ironic because we're scared of dying in the pursuit of wanting to live. I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm just trying to explore that dichotomy of living and dying and like the irony and the fear of one thing leading to the prohibition of another. So like being scared of, what I'm trying to say is being scared of dying keeps you back from living. But at the end of the day, you're gonna die anyways. And that's just that. So I think my hardest thing is coming to terms with that because I love living. I have such an immense fear of death because I want to live. There's so many things I want to do and see and say and find. Like, I just have, I have it all ahead of me. But I had this, like, this is going to sound so dumb, but I was having this crisis on my 20th birthday because I was like, how have I already lived 20 years? Like, I feel like I've just gained consciousness as a person. And I have such a trouble, like, trying to remember my childhood and that's sad like I just have a I feel like I have a bad memory and like trying to remember certain things like I could if you asked me to lay out a timeline from when I was like five to ten I could tell you some things but I could never like give it chronologically I don't know if people can do that but it's funny because I'll ask my mom things from her childhood and she's like yeah I remember that and I was like should I be remembering that because that was only 10 years ago but yeah so turning 20 I had this like meltdown because I was like I'm one day one year whatever closer to death and I've gotten so much better with my thoughts surrounding death lately but it got to a point when I was probably like 18 17 18 I would constantly think about it and it consumed me and I could not live my life because I was so utterly powerless to these thoughts of dying and death but I don't know. I think the one thing I am taking right now is just be scared and do it anyways. Don't let fear define your life. And even if you're struggling with something you're super fearful of, like I am with dying, I think there's ways to navigate it and get through it and ultimately come to terms with it. I think it's just up to us to find what works best and how we best can get through fear. All right, peeps. That's all I have for today. I feel like that was a deep ending, but I hope there was things to be gained from this entire podcast. Um, I hope that you feel the fear and do it anyways. I hope you don't let things hold you back in life, and I hope you learn to use fear as a tool to push you in the direction of your dreams. Alrighty, I'll see you on the next one. Bye.